Welcome everyone to episode 91 of the Smith Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Smith. Before we get started, be a legend, hit us with a five-star review on Spotify or whatever app you're listening to. Is iTunes still a thing? Uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, and always tag us in your screenshots on social media. We love seeing them and reposting them. Today, I am stoked to be joined by Bryony Soden. Uh, B is a Muay Thai fighter, our first sponsored athlete, one of two Muay Thai sponsored athletes now. Uh, she has just returned from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. How, how do people say it? Eh? I, I don't know. I'm too Abu old. Dhabi, <laughs> um, where she represented Australia. Uh, in Muay Thai and she's currently finishing her nutrition degree so I'm looking forward to chatting all things uh, Muay Thai and picking her brain about some nutrition as well. First up B, congratulations on representing your country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean that's an honor only a few people get to say that they've done. Yeah. So congratulations you should be proud mate. Yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah um, so I want you to give us a quick breakdown because I, I feel like a few people know, obviously, Muay Thai is a fighting. But like in 30 seconds, explain Muay Thai to us, how it differs from other combat sports. All right. Go, so 30 seconds. Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs. You use your knees, your elbows, your punches and your kicks. And it's more about showing dominance and control and technique. And it's more of a dance rather than actual like violence. But it is violence at the same time. I feel like you've almost rehearsed that. I've had to say that to so many people. <laughs> and it's like, it's better than MMA. It's the exciting part and it's beautiful to watch. Okay. <laughs> um, so obviously it's like, when people say Thai boxing, does that like no, annoy that, you? That's it, cringe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not Thai boxing? No, it's Muay Thai. Or people call it Thai boxing because they can't thai say boxing, so they Muay Thai. understand what, like it's boxing, but yeah, okay. it's Thai style. Yeah. yeah. So basically you're a bit of a weapon and you can take people's heads off. Um, talk us through the process. I, I, I don't really want to go like, uh, oh, how did you get into Muay Thai and have yeah. that conversation? Talk us through the process of getting to uh, Abu Dhabi. Like, how were you selected? What competition was it? That sort of stuff. Yeah. So, because of COVID, everything's wild this year. And usually there's a nationals where you go and compete for the number one spot to earn your place. Yep. Literally, three weeks before nationals, they threw it out there. Those who were willing to fund themselves got to go. So there was the three of us who got like put our names forward. Yep. Um, and I competed in the under 23s. Yep. Because I'm 22, so that was sort of the B class. Is that jun? Is that classed as juniors? It's like B class. Okay. Um, but the thing with IFMA, it's like that best of the amateurs. So it's yep. not professional fighting. It's like amateur fighting. Different rule set, different style. Completely not what I'm used to. Is that why helmets are on? Yeah. And stuff? Yep. So I'm used to like being nice and slow and picking my shots at IFMAs. Absolute chaos. You've got to go. You've got to be dominant. You've got to control the fight straight away. So it was a completely different rule set. I yep. had to be very fast. So that IFMA is the IFMA, which is... International... Federation? Yeah. Um, they're like the main organizations that, that's trying to push Muay Thai to the Olympics. Yep. Okay, so... Yeah, that's amateur. So like with the, with the gear on and stuff, with the yep. elbow guards, the shin pads. So that's a, uh, a federation of yep. Muay Thai. Yep. So similar to, you know, powerlifting, yep. um, there's a million different federations yeah. and there's 
ones that are better than others or doing yeah, certain things like, different to others. For example, you'd know like WBC with the green belt. Yep. People like to fight under that sanctioning for the to get to earn the prestigious green belts for the state titles, international yep. world title, because they're well-recognized. Yep. There's plenty of other belts out there in different organizations, but usually people are chasing that one. So that it's, it's similar to boxing as well. We just saw like the, yeah, the Cambosis yeah, fight. There was and, yeah, three yeah. belts on each side or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's uh, International Federation Muay Thai, Muay Thai Associations yeah. or something like that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that was like... it's Because uh, you're... The, the other fight... Well, the, the card that I went to that, yeah. we, that, you, yeah, that's didn't professional. Fi- that you didn't fight on. Yeah. Um, that wasn't any pads or anything for most yeah, of the crew. that's professional Muay Thai. So they yep. get paid to fight yep. with IFMA. Oh, it's only like for example some countries that if my if they won gold their co- their government would pay them a crap ton of money yeah so like if my is just for people to rack up a short amount of um a lot amount of fights in a short amount of time yeah but it doesn't matter how good you are in that federation you're always with the headgear yeah yep. yeah and then yeah. your other bouts are not no headgear no no was it like in, four? Was it like guards as well? Yeah, elbow pads. Elbow pads. In WA, like in different states in Australia, the rules are different. Yep. So in a, in WA, after your like first six fights, the, all the all the guards come off all the protective equipment because yep. that's the way to transition you from amateur to pro. But okay. there's no there's no different class in WA, which is yep. kind of annoying. How many fights have you had now? I've had fourteen now. Fourteen. Yeah. Over how many years? I've been fighting for three years. Shit, free. that's I can't all right. Say the number three, yeah. <laughs> so you, so you're getting, uh, what, what's that? Nearly five fights a year. Yeah, yeah. Trying to stay, get as much as I can. So busy. one every couple of months. Yeah. So very different to what you see in like MMA in boxing, yeah. where they're sort of one a year, two a year. You know, if you're really active, you'll have three a year or something. But yeah. so you're getting through five. And um, what about rounds, lengths, and number of rounds and stuff? Break um, that down for us. So. I always put myself down to fight five rounds because I prefer that style and yep. I, that's professional. Um, other than it's five twos or you fight free freeze. Yep. Same amount of time, just split up differently. Does that get decided by the federation you're in or between opponents? By the promoter. promoter okay. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Some Some real Muay Thai, um, uh, what are they called? Stylists put females forward for five freeze and you'll see it on the most prestigious show called rebellion muay thai they let females fight five frees which is beautiful okay usually they just just don't let us fight out that well and the guys get to fight five threes all the time yeah okay it's Ah, changing it's slowly changing let them fight yeah Yeah. let them fight (laughs) all right um what did you make of uh abu dhabi Um, yeah we had a quick chat in the gym about you know coming across some different um some different nationalities with different uh like i've had a spiritual enlightenment being exposed (laughs) to the different cultures like getting there people in your personal space and stuff yeah (laughs) yeah like i've never had to force like i usually whenever i do these sort of opportunities i come back like a more grown version of brighty and i had to force myself to actually figure out how do you socialize with someone in half broken english yep yep yep, <laughs> like yep. those type of things um yeah i just it's just putting yourself out your comfort zone especially yep. if you're, most people in muay thai are like they just like to train and fight they're not really social people so being around 100 different countries yeah i could only imagine yeah it's funny <laughs> i like I, I went to the um the show previously uh, that shannon was on and that yeah. was like my first call it exposure to muay thai and yeah. i was like Oh, this is different. And I was like, okay, you know, 
Keep your shit together, AJ. You could probably get your fucking head taken <laughs> off here if you, you know, get lippy or oh, yeah. not that I'm like that, yeah. but like I was like, yeah, this, yeah, this, wow. this, was, this center is filled with weapons. Even I was intimidated <laughs> by like the the Slav girls or the the local Arab girls. They're hell staunch, and I'm usually used to being the staunch one. And I was like, what the hell? And just staunch twenty four seven, like yeah. not not just when it's time to jump in the ring. Just casually, like, you're just trying to like get your food at breakfast. Yeah, and they're staring at you like, oh, I don't want to. Well, it's a different yet. breed to someone that's. <laughs> signs up and says like i want to punch and kick people yeah. for fun yeah. and do it in my spare time yeah and possibly get punched and kicked like it's a different breed definitely, of person definitely. um what did, did you get around the city or anything like that what um, was the travel arrangements like did you get there a week beforehand like talk me through all that so i pretty much got there two days before the fighting started so yep. we had the opportunity to go to like meetings and stuff and mm-hmm. learn about the organization and what they do pretty much stayed in the hotel slash the exhibition center for the whole time. Yep. We had to cover ourselves up because it was a, um, in the hotel, it's fine to wear whatever we wanted, but we had to cover ourselves up when walking through there because it was a really high prestigious event going on. So yep, yep. Um, we only went out twice. We went to this place called Cheesy Shawarma. Holy okay. moly. It's like tacos mixed with burritos and it was hell cheesy and delicious. <laughs> Best thing I've ever tasted in my life. Tacos mixed with burritos. That's Harley, right That's Harley right up my alley. going there. Yep. Um, and then we went to Ferrari World as well. We met this wicked taxi driver Ferrari called Joseph. World. <laughs> Joseph. Shout out to Joseph. Joseph was a lad. Oh, no, he, he, loves, he messaged my mom on Facebook and he's like, hello, mom. Your daughter's so strong. <laughs> I don't know how he got her contact details. Yep. But Ferrari World was a bit disappointing. We went on, it cost like $150 for four rides. Yep. And like the fast oh, it's a theme park? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I never we even knew about that. We went on roller coasters and the, the fastest roller coaster was like, it was sort of similar to that bungee, like um, skydiving, yep. that feeling you get. But yeah, you get a bit bored after a while. Was it outside, inside? What are we talking? It's like the roller coasters are outside. Yep. The whole entire thing though is like, I don't know, it must be expensive air conditioning that place. Yeah. It was. Did like, you get to go in a Ferrari at Ferrari World? I feel no, like that's what it. you'd want to do, do, right? I put little, so we had a little mascot called Fumper. He's a little Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I put him in a mini Ferrari, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Shit, Ferrari World, sort your shit out. Um, so you got there two days before the fighting. How did yeah. you go with like acclimatizing? Um, did you feel like that was long it enough was, in terms of... It was not hot there at all compared no? to Australia. Like what I'm used to. Okay. Like, I feel like all the European countries... You sort of think, oh, I'm going to the fucking desert. It's going to be yeah, blistering Yeah, it was very hot. sandy. Like the, yeah. the, you know, I never got to see a clear blue sky. It was very... Because yep. there was a sandstorm beforehand. But we pretty much... The entire place was in the yep. exhibition center. They built the old everything in the same place usually it's hectic everywhere like the rings there and the wings there but everything was in one spot absolutely massive i'm talking they pumped money into this event um yeah all in one so it's all aircon and you feel like you you know you had the two days to get yourself ready for the fight you didn't need any longer or it was only like four hours difference so when i was here i went to bed late so when i was over there i was went to bed at normal time and knowing you i know you would um do everything you can to make sure that your preparation was on point in terms of sleeping yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I know, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, more later on, but that was all fine. You didn't feel like super fatigued from getting off the flight. And nah, I slept on the flight. Yep. Somehow I just curled up in a little bowl. Lucky. Fell asleep, yeah. All right, nice. All right, so getting to that, uh, more onto that competition, you've got your fight in two days. Who are you fighting against? Um, Do so you know that before yeah, you've even so left? Yeah, so you or? get there. You 
you after two days they did the draw at like around usually so usually ifma they do the draw with all the countries in the room yep. and they're like they're like making sure it's done properly so sometimes like the old ping pong balls out of countries the, don't yep. want to fight each other because of like reasons but it just happened they they just did it yeah um and unfortunately australia we all of us got put on the hard side of the draw. Yep. So our first fights were against decent countries and then our second fights were all against the gold medalists. Yep. Who um, did you fight first? What country? My first country was Poland. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They were, it's, the crowd is massive. <coughs> so Poland brought probably like 80, 100 people and when they were cheering, they yep. they all do their like, you know how we do Aussie, 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 oi, yeah. oi, oi. Doing as soon their, as it's foreign, it like, gets more Mos- intimidating. I think they was like going Moscow, Moscow. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, that was wicked. Um, so that's the fight that you, you won? So you yeah. ended up having two fights yeah, over there, right? Yeah, so I fought Poland on um, day two. Yep. Um, that was, yeah, everyone fought on day two um, from Australia. And we all finished by knockout. Yep. It was such. We so I was going to say, talk, talk us through that fight. What round was it? So, how many rounds was the fight over so there? So they're free freeze over there. Free freeze. So round one, I came out. I knew that she was going to be very jumpy, so I just yep. chopped her front leg as hard as I could, and I could see it in her eyes. It was hurting her. Yep. Um, and then um, going back into the corner. So this coach that I had in my corner he's from a gym called aggressive Muay Thai so you had a different coach as yeah, well yeah a completely okay. different coach completely different style completely yep. not what I'm used to he just made me go animal hey <laughs> and then I came I came out round two and I remember smacking my gloves and I was like she's she's not like gonna finish so did round. you know as soon as you sort of I had knew that as soon as I hit her the first shot initial that, yeah. initial sort of uh shots you were like oh no I've got this here yeah yeah. Do you it's, feel I've like it's like that, that in a lot of fights? No, or? I've never had that before. Okay. Yeah, I just there was just something in me. So obviously was, obviously you're going in with heaps of confidence into yeah. this fight, right? Like that's something that you know, and it, it gets shown with like boxers and, and, and fighters in general that they're like overconfident because they don't want to show any weakness and they're all, almost talking themselves into it. Yeah. Like psychologically, like that's part of the whole game as well. You never go in there and be like, oh yeah, well, let's just see how I go. Nah, nah, it's not really certain. like that. You don't you don't verbalize that or like throw that out externally into the world. I, I've <laughs> made myself in my head, this is if this is gonna be my only fight here, it's gonna be a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. so you, you've only really felt that in that fight. Yeah. So, so it's out hard. Of, it's out hard of to 13 develop. others. It's very, very yeah, hard okay. to develop that ability to want to hurt someone. Well, I suppose both people are both people go in with that confidence, right? Yeah. And I'm, I want to talk about the second fight as well. Yeah. Like how quickly that confidence can can like in the first fight be elevated. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, I've got this. Yeah. Or possibly in the second fight was it like oh fuck, I'm up against a tough one here. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that's like okay depending on the level of your opponent might mean shit after the initial clash is like oh fucking hell it's regardless of a result of a fight yeah when you look at a fight it itself is not a reflection of your ability yep. because in a fight you could look better than you actually are or you could actually look worse than you, or you actually can, are you can get lucky as well yeah, yeah. yeah or unlucky yeah yeah i think that's um that's something that i, I like just chatting uh to the boys and a few people when i went to that that um that show that they don't in Muay Thai you don't sort of see a loss as oh, yeah. big we of don't, a thing we as do it, not care about our records yeah, we just care in, about who we fight they, like as we go in further into our career taking them hard fights yep. so we get better yeah. and that, it's 
So there's not a, there's no there's Inboxing not as much or record. if not any padding of your record no, or there's not selecting fights that sort of thing. Hopefully some gyms do that, but yeah, most of the time, eighty percent of the time, yeah, we that's, just we're in it for the love of the sport. Yeah, so that's something I like. I was like, oh, okay, so it doesn't really matter that they're fourteen and three. Like those three don't no. don't mean anything or whatever. All, it ends it's about up about the total number of fights yeah, where you get your respect from. Oh, that's awesome. Um, all right, so going into that fight, did you have to make weight? Yeah. In at the tournament. Yeah. So we just wake up at five a.m. Every fight. Yeah. Okay. Wake up five a.m. Go a little, um, put a little sweet sweat on, sweet um, sweatsuit. Yep. Go for a little twenty-minute jog and on weight. Yep. Easy. What weight class are you fighting in? Fifty-seven. And 57. I was walking around like full belly, eating all the carbs I wanted yep. at like fifty-seven point eight, fifty-seven and a half. Yeah, and so. you didn't have to do much um, this time to get down to weight? Nothing, yeah, it was easy. Okay, so you got that dialed in? Yeah. The show that you were supposed to fight on where we didn't make weight? Oh, that was... I want to talk about yeah. what happened and what, what you would do differently a little bit and, so, and how you've rectified that. Was it the same weight class? Completely different weight class. Oh, different so weight class. that weight class is two weight classes below what I normally fight uh, Okay, so, so you... And I was trying, like, I've learned that anything in my Muay Thai career that I try and rush, it's not yep. going to work out. And I was, my body at that time was not ready to make that weight after, like, such an extensive time trying to lose fat, which I did brilliantly. Yeah. Just when it came down to cutting weight, and especially when you're a girl, your period due, your yep. body sometimes is in shock and it just doesn't work with you, yep. no matter how hard you push it. And sometimes it's, if you can't get a fight, good, go down a weight class. Yeah. But when you're a girl and you try to go down two weight classes, it can be quite dangerous. So would that would that be like if you're looking back or if you had your time again, would yeah. you say like, oh, I'm not I'd say gonna, no. Yeah. Yeah, it just comes with experience and experience with my coach as well. Yeah. Um, he's only he's been in Muay Thai for 28 years, but yep. only in the past six years he's dealt with adults. Yeah. So I'm his second ever female professional fighter so we're, we're learning we're yep. learning it's all a learning process okay so you didn't you didn't um carry too much weight from like carry too much from missing that weight you didn't it didn't sort of derail you too much um, you were I sort had, of onto the I next one i had a one. week of every day i was crying yep. but it, it hurt was me. it more just like a like you've sort of let My, yourself down let people down a little bit or was it more just like you wanted to fight it so was, badly? Yeah, it was. It, that came out of desperation and frustration, wanting to fight. Yeah, it came from a place of scarcity, and that's why it didn't work out. That's yeah. Why I so it, you've had trouble finding people to fight in that. It's in just the, in WA. In There's no one class. about 55. And it's obviously hard to travel. Yeah, as well. okay. yeah. And I, I need more. I need to take on more hard fights so I can yep. get recognition interstate. Yeah. Like I, I still, even after going to Worlds, I still think people view me as an up and comer when I'm not. Yeah. Um, and I have, I'm going to make that statement in three weeks' time when I yeah. fight at 57, new weight class. So that's up again? Yeah. So what was... I'm going to stick to 55, 57. I used to fight 53. I've done yeah. pretty much... Was that the weight that you missed, 53? Yeah, you've done like 80% of my fights at that weight. But yeah. I'm growing, I'm doing my strength training, I'm growing into my muscle, I'm growing into my power. Like this year, I've never ever like knocked people out of training. And now, now I can do that. Like yeah. it's, I'm growing into my power now and I've found where my body enjoys to stay at. And when you only weigh that much, I know it like... For some of us, we go to the toilet and it's like, yep, two kilos. Yeah. Um, that percentage-wise, it's yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, it's a yeah. shit Females are... It's pushing towards it's, like 4 or 5% of your body weight. They recommend weight. 6% for females, 8% for males, <coughs> but honestly, I reckon females should do no more than 5 
yeah. just because of the predictive factors of like your your menstrual cycle and then the stress on your body and the inflammation and retention like sometimes your body's just not in the healthy state to be able to lose that weight yeah staying closer to staying closer to your weight class and being healthy being able to fuel yourself so much more ideal than spending your entire fight camp trying to lose weight <laughs> um, yeah i've always i've always sort of thought of that as well and obviously i come from a a, a sporting background that's like the opposite of fucking weight classes it's yeah. like anything goes you can be as big or as yeah. little and nah, everyone's playing all together yeah. uh, and then you know we come to and we see it in powerlifting and we see it with like the the fighters now it's and it just seems like you tr- you're doing everything and i know like you and shannon are perfect examples of people that do everything yeah like they can, can to be the best like athlete and and put forward the best package yeah and then you've just got this you've got all your eggs in this basket right like everything's pushing yeah. towards performance performance i want to be the best i can i'm sleeping i'm eating i'm doing everything right and then you've just got this lingering like yeah but you've got to lose weight yeah. So everything's towards performance and then no matter way, what way you want to slice any, it, losing weight before would, a fight. We'd just fight any day if we didn't just have to make weight. Yeah. It's just, it's like this lingering burden of like, you can do all that, but this is going to be detrimental yeah. and it's going, and it could possibly be very detrimental. So I, I just, I know it's one of those things that can get debated forever really, yeah. but yeah. you'd want to, you'd want to sort of, take away that burden and how much freedom it it would give you to put more into your performance and and get more out of yourself that's and, got to stay close in, to your weight class yeah and, and then yeah not when you think weight. of you <laughs> think of things over the long term is like without that burden I, I feel like your performance is gonna increase i spent my first 10 fights walking around at 55 54 and i was lean as a bean eating yeah. like 1000 calories a day yeah and i still won fights but that was that was horrible yeah especially that as like horrible. as you get better the fights are probably going to be more five threes and stuff yeah. and, it, and it's going to be you could probably get away with it when it's you know yeah. shorter rounds and less yeah. rounds you it could probably get away with it a little bit more but yeah it's just it's it's so counterintuitive especially when we see how much you guys put into yeah, every little devastating. other aspect <laughs> I, I, the first time i got exposed to myself was my sixth fight and it was i was i was fighting at 53 and i dieted all the way down to 53 yeah and when i fought i was absolutely exhausted i was sick on that week i was having fevers and yeah. You can chop all my arms off. I'm still fighting. Yeah. And I still fought. And it was horrible. I, I remember I punished myself for not having Get Chunky afterwards. But after, yeah, it, you've, I've learned, I've failed more times than I've, I've succeeded. Yeah. And I'll put myself under it so many times. Yeah. I, I just feel it would like, it would just lift a, a burden off you that allows you to, mm. to actually focus on what's really important and that's performance and yeah. getting better at your sport. Yeah. We see it in powerlifting all the time. You know, you're like, people want to drop down a weight class and then complain that they don't get PBs. And it's like, well, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? You've just depleted yourself physically, like mentally as well, yeah. leading oh, up into it because drain. it's like, a, oh, I've got to do I this. I spent 14 weeks thinking about my weight every day. Yeah. So when I went to Worlds, I didn't have to think about my weight. It was Add that into thing. every decision that you make on what am I eating for lunch, dinner, yeah. breakfast, snacks oh, should I be, is this going to put too much, like, is this going to help make me carry more weight, blah, 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 just doesn't agree with performance. Yeah. And like 
we see it with the, like I said we see it with the powerlifters and it's like you're trying to be the, you're, you're doing all this prep to be the best you can on that day yeah. so whether it be a six month prep or a 12 week prep or if you're really short with the eight weeks and then okay for the last four five days you just you undo it all yeah. for what yeah yeah it's it's obviously there's you know people that do it really well and get away with it and can yeah still that's that's what was happening to me i was doing I don't it think just that's enough and i was getting away with it yeah and then i Until had a you big don't. slap in the face yeah and now i'm like well can't do that anymore <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of uh sort of cutting weight and and stuff i want to segue into your nutrition degree so where are we at are you currently doing exams are you in exam oh, period I, I right now i smashed my exams two in- days ago i'm done done i'm done so graduated or you're waiting for your results i got six months i got two more units oh two more units okay and what's that in uh what what degree is it uh so it's called bachelor of science and i'm majoring in nutrition yep yeah so an actual does that make you a nutritionist um yes and then i've done a accreditation with sports nutrition australia so i'm like insured and protected because they they make sure that because you can be a nutrition anyone can be a nutritionist yeah you could be you could charge me for nutrition and get away with it but it's very um, similar to yeah. personal trainer uh, yeah, coach that's why I've linked performance up coach people. whatever you want to call yourself yeah. just just make Mind up coach. a name just be like fucking holistic coach barbell coach <laughs> whatever you want um so, so d- that's obviously helped with like aspects of your training and stuff oh, you know how yeah. to fuel yourself yeah. everything it, else it wasn't until third year that I actually learned about nutrition yeah uh, everything was all like um biochemistry or human biology yeah you do the um yeah you do the even and i feel like because of my passion in um nutrition i've had to go out and research my own stuff and follow what the best are doing yeah because that you like uni's brilliant at giving you a, a title but if you don't go and use your own initiative you're not going to go very far like 100%. i watched all my friends they don't have jobs lined up for them once they're finished their nutrition degree yeah none of them do so it's all on you to go out there put yourself out there take job opportunities yeah. or do what you want 100 percent, and that's that's similar with like um with the sports science stuff as yeah. well you see people go through university and you can sort of tell oh they're not they don't have a background in physical activity or sport yeah uh and then the, you can sort of see it's not their passion and then they sort of come out the back end and they're accredited like accredited and they've got a title but um have they put it into practice enough and that sort of thing so that's one thing that i got into jacob's ear about yeah like while yeah, you're studying don't just study man go and fucking i forced start, him i'm his first client start co- yeah, yeah start coaching people <laughs> straight away because that because i got away with it because i was training enough myself and i've i'd trained since i was like you know 12 13 yeah that i'd I'd done the reps in that regard, yeah. but even personally, I hadn't really coached that many people. And if I had my time again, I would probably do more to try and get in front of people whilst I'm going through first year, second year, yeah. that sort of stuff. That's what the sports nutrition accreditation pushes. Yeah. So I've finished it, but they've renewed it. Like they redo the course every year and you get yep. access to the new course. They are pushing oh, that's to cool. get their um, students to take on clients while they're doing the, yeah. so they actually get practical experience. And by the time they finish, they have like 20 or 30 clients already racked up by the yeah. end of the course. Yeah. So getting to that nutrition stuff, I want to talk about fight day. Talk me through hydration, any supplements, like macros that you're hitting, obviously carbs are probably important this is just from yeah. what i would think yeah. talk me through like you wake up what's the go with uh 
obviously making weight is there anything that you do nutrition wise before weighing other than just like decreasing I'll, shit i'll give you the full rundown <laughs> yeah give us a full right. rundown of what like making weight like the last couple of days of making weight and then into how you fuel yourself for your fire after you've made weight yeah so with fight week well i first off i want to make sure no one uses my information because this is just like it, I don't, know, don't sue me anyway um <laughs> so this isn't advice this is what Barney's yeah, done personally this is what i've learned um so fight week can be from five to seven days you're um manipulating your weight Yep. So you just spent your whole fight camp losing the fat. And the last five to seven days, you're just manipulating your water content in your yep. body. Um, so you can lose uh, 0.5% from your gut contents by reducing fiber. Yep. So do that for two to three days. So obviously not eat like whole grains or any sort of those type of foods. The vegetables that you eat are over skinned or you're eating like uh, asparagus or green beans. Um yeah and like the bananas that you eat are very brown and ripe and avocado is very squishy just to lower that fiber yep. so that's a small 0.5 percent so that's yep. like 300 grams yeah um and then you also there's a thing called water loading it's not much yep. um like there's research on it but it's it's just a thing that we do yeah um so water loading is where you increase by a certain percentage so um for example i walk around at 57 so I would drink five days out, 100%, and then 125, 125, 125, and then drop that down. Of what you normally would drink? Yeah, yep. and then drop that down. So, so it'll be like five and a half liters, five and a half liters, five and a half liters. Fuck, that sounds Monday, like a lot. Tuesday, I don't drink Wednesday, enough water. <laughs> yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on the Thursday, drop it down to two liters, have your last bit of water probably just after training at 6 p.m. Yep. So then you are um, not drinking any water until after weigh-in. Yep. Is there salt manipulation along so with that? Your That's salt, the next step. It depends on when you cut your salt between who you're working with. Some people are more salty sweaters. Some people um, hold more salt. Um, so usually that's either done two or three days out. Just depends. Yep. Um, even You even have some females who might be in their luteal phase or just before they're um, or menstruating. Sometimes you have to not load so much water on that Thursday. Yep. Watch that because they have water retention and their uh, body temperature's up just by like one degree as well. Um, that you got to be careful with the heat exposure for girls like during that time as well um, so we're manipulating the gut content the water and the salt yep um, and the next one would be so if you have someone who's like three percent four percent out from their weight class you'd probably just use those three things and yep. they'd have a brilliant week um, and then we can manipulate glycogen content so yep. every um, one gram of glycogen you lose four grams of water yep. somewhere around there um, and there's actually um, glycogen in your liver, which is, oh, I think it's around like 500 grams or something like that. Um, and then glycogen in your muscle. So you can, yep. it depends on, so it's usually 1% of your lean body mass. If you go get a DEXA scan to calculate how much um, glycogen you can lose. That's the important times stuff. Times it by like, I forgot the exact number you times it by to calculate exactly the lower end of what you can lose for your glycogen yep um and it depends so say for example i had a brilliant fight camp i didn't have to cut much uh, fat and i've been eating 350 grams of carbs per day yep. i could do a moderate glycogen depletion and only have to cut 60 percent of that for me to see an effect or you could have someone who's had a hard fight camp where they've they're on like three grams per kilogram per day maybe that's like what's six 
six times. Maybe that's 180 grams per day. They're going to have to have a bit more of a harsher deficit coming into the week and probably be on like 50 to 100. Um, Some people even do 25 grams. You think that's that's where the... That, that's performance where decrement happens if they're not in that glycogen because that's properly. obviously you can see it you can feel it in fight week but usually you're tapering off on fight week as yep. well um and you want to prioritize those carbs that you do get get in just before your training sessions as well yep um and then split up a little bit um in your meals throughout the day with um some high volume fruits like berries and stuff um what i was gonna say in regards to the glycogen it's all dependent on the person. Sometimes they could do don't need it. Sometimes it's moderate. Sometimes it's quite like extensive. Yep. Um, it just all depends on how their body reacts. Some people are brilliant and they don't need much to see a change. Some people um, need quite harsher depending on what they are. Yep. Um, and in terms of calories, I like to put myself on maintenance. I don't see the point on going in a deficit in fight week. You're not going to lose any more fat even possibly a little bit of a surplus just to make yourself feel a little bit better. But we're keeping those, keeping those um, protein quite high at two grams per um, kilogram body weight. Yep. Um, so we're not seeing any um, muscle, what's it called, where it breaks down? Atrophy. Opposite. Yeah, that. I was like, opposite. <laughs> um, and then we're keeping the carbs at what I said. Um, it all depends on your glycogen depletion. Yep. Um, and then fats are quite high as well. So you're fueling up on those things that are going to keep you um, fuller for longer, like peanut butter, avocado, um, lots of coconut oil or um, extra virgin olive oil, those healthy fats. Yep. Um, so they're the... That will probably lose about... 6% of your body weight, all those three, four things I've discussed so far. Yep. Then the last option, which is quite dangerous, is acute uh, uh, weight loss with uh, water. Yep. So traditionally, most gyms would do that on a... So you're weighing in on a Friday. They would get their fighters to come in on the Thursday night. Yep. Um, this is for 24-hour weigh-ins. And they would um, get their fighters to do some skipping in a sweatsuit, yep. some sweet set, sweat on and lose probably like two to three percent of their body weight sauna garbage bags all that sort of horrible shit yeah all the scary stuff that you see um so that's sort of like five five aspects of like manipulating your your body weight going into friday as well some people are even still cutting weight um in baths you want to try and be depleted for a short amount as possible but at the same time you don't want to like smash out that last bit of water in it all at once because it can mess you up like that shock i've had that before i've I've smashed out like four percent in one go and uh, it really affected me that the next day my heart rate was still um out of alignment because i just stressed my body so much um so i kind of prefer splitting it up in little bit small doses just to allow the body to recover in between cutting weight like in the hot bath or um whatever some people like to do active or passive so active they prefer if you have the energy and you're fueled you can actively lose it by exercising like you normally do so maybe like shadow boxing like pad work um and that's more effective in terms of rehydrating because you have your glute 4 transporters on the top of your cells so when you're when you're pulling that glycogen back in it's already at the top yep. however the second option is passive so during a fight camp you would want to heat acclimatize to get used to that so often maybe every two to three days you're in the hot bath simulating oh, exactly okay, yep. what you would do on on fight day to cut that way so your body gets used to it even getting out of the bath nice and slowly so you're 
baroreceptor reflexes almost are very fucking crazy. training to wake up yeah yeah pretty much and your body gets used to sweating like sweating sooner and being able to sweat getting more efficient at it yeah pretty yeah. much your body adapts to that um so that's the weight cut. So yeah, so once you've made weight, is it typically 24 hours? What is it? 24 hours. What yeah. was it in Abu Dhabi? Still 24? No, nah, same day. Same so day. We, like how early? I weighed in at 7 a.m. and I fought at 2 o'clock. Okay. So that's why over there I only cut no, yep. no more than 2% because yep. you just don't have time to... And then talk me through, so you've done all that heart. weight cut, you've made weight. Yeah. How do you go about, so obviously replenishing yourself as soon as I step off the scales it's rehydration and you focus on that for the first hour forget food we want to rehydrate and get your liquids back into you Um, what I love to do is um, I use either you can either use so you get your weight on the Thursday you find out how much you've got to lose so say I've got to lose a kilo from the Thursday to the weigh-in on Friday times that by 150% and that 150% is how much volume of liquid you need to get back into you. Okay. So you split that half of 150%, half of that is going to be water, half of that's going to be electrolyte, like isotonic solutions. Yep. Um, so when you step off the scales, your first drink is going to be, they're all going to be icy cold. First drink is going to be an isotonic solution. So that could be something like chocolate milk. It's got all the electrolytes in it, or it could be yep. a um, any sort of um, electrolyte solution yep. there's heaps out there you've got like bindi you've got train aid there's lots of types out there um what i like to do is split that into small 500 to 800 mils every 15 minutes yep. so 15 minutes of drinking that first drink nice and slowly then maybe have like a 10 minute break you can drink normal the normal water in between that then the next 15 minutes get that until you've reached that amount of um, liquid that you calculated. Yep. So most of the time, it would be like two drink, two electrolyte drinks, and then you end up with two normal waters, and you finish that in the next first hour, hour and a half. Yep. Um, so that's your hydration down. Okay. Um, and then from there, your weight should be back at what it was on the Thursday. Yep. And then in terms of re, um, refueling yourself, you want to get your weight back to what it was on fight week. Yep. Like the beginning of fight week, so like maybe the Monday um, with the glycogen. So, so like sort of like you're walking around weight. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Minus the fight yeah. camp. Yeah. That, yeah okay. that, I hate when people ask what's your walk around weight. I'm like, which one? <laughs> the one where I'm yeah, fat yeah, yeah. or the one where I'm like jacked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we're uh, refueling with our gly- glycogen and our goal is in the first four hours to get in um, – your body weight um so so say i weigh 60 so four times 60 is what's that four six twelve 240 grams in the first hour of carbs um and your body can i'm used to absorbing probably from 60 to 120 i always smash 120 at once because i'm a mad horse and i can eat yeah so just moderately so sometimes if you step off the scales you might not want to be eating so much because to the slows down the gastric emptying so you could do like two snacks in that first hour so the first half has like 30 to 40 grams of carbs and the second half has 30 to 40 grams so you're thinking like um pike like you're an endurance runner like pikelets honey uh, banana. i like that you called me an endurance runner <laughs> like you should know i'll take that yeah um um i'm out there drinking cokes and shit dude <laughs> no, coke's brilliant coke's like second to milk i learned that at uni um Things like that, um, even like the salty chips or salted pretzels, yep. little snacks like that to so do that for the first hour. And then most gyms will go out to eat with all their fighters after that. Yep. So you've done, you whacked out your first hour of hydration, first hour, a little bit of snacks. 
Um, and then your third hour, just go out for a, for a meal. It could be pasta. It could be pizza. It could be chicken and rice. I like to pick... So that's sort of I like where the, you're getting some... I pick the chicken and rice because I'm paranoid and I don't want to have heaps of fat in me. Some proper fat, sustenance. Fat, yeah, fat slows yeah. down your digestion as well as the, the fiber. So you want to keep that low. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to be cramping and st- your stomach's going to be hurting. Um, and hopefully you have a snack on the way home and by that time you've hit that amount of that, gl- So this, this sort of day that you've just sort of um, gone over would be more a 24-hour one? This is No, this is like 6 o'clock to like 10 o'clock at night. That, so that, that, that would be on food. a 24-hour weigh-in? Yes, 24-hour yeah, yeah, yeah. weigh-in. So you've eaten all that food. Hopefully you've smashed out your, your carbs. Go yep. to sleep. Um, make sure you, you finish your liquid about like an hour before you go to sleep. Don't want to wake up peeing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the next morning, you, pretty much the ideal sort of race day nutrition. Yeah. Um, Which would be very similar to what you're going into most training sessions with, yeah. that sort of thing. Like you yeah. don't want to change so anything. So I kind of shape what I have on fight, fight day, what I have on sparring days. Yeah. So like I would have my normal... Um, wake up have some water even smash out another electrolyte drink won't hurt you yeah um and have oats bananas like mix up your carbohydrates with um glucose and fructose yeah you've got your so you want to have a two to one ratio so glucose to every so say you're eating 100 grams like, what's easier maths you're eating 90 grams so you have 60 grams of that glucose and 30 grams of that fructose for better absorption because that picks up more more multiple abs- absorption multiple yep. transporters to absorb that um yeah smash that and then just eat every one to two like hours like you normally would yeah like normally would how, how did the weigh-ins over there the same day weigh-ins obviously differ so you've made you've made yeah. weight over there and then you you go through the hydration to yeah. start with then you go so through my hydration was cut in half because i've only cut in like 500 meals yep. So just have my chocolate drink, um, probably another little electrolyte drink, smashed out my normal like cereal, Cocoa Pops. Yep. So I had my breakfast and then I'd have like another meal and then just before I fight snack. Yeah, okay. So two meals, one snack. So it's, you're just sort of minimizing that. I'm eating heaps of carbs anyway the day before. Like I don't really have to worry about glycogen, just fueling. Because when you, on on fight day, you want to get between, um, especially if you're glycogen depleting, you want to hit eight to... 11 grams per kilogram of um, carbs total before you fight. For when I was over there, that's like near impossible in that amount of time. I was aiming for around five to six grams without having any gastric disease. But you're not not like as drastically depleted anyway. But you still want to fuel for your fight. Like you're fueling for your your run. People fuel up with their glycogen two or three days before they do a long endurance run. That's the same sort sort of thing. Okay, cool. What about supplements? Any supplements before like uh, you're, you're heading into fight or anything like that? There's no pre-workouts, there's caffeine, anything like that? I recommend like the best thing any any human, <coughs> regardless if you're an athlete, not creatine yep. because of the cognitive enhancement and the ability to um, just all the research, just massive research in it. Yep. Um, and then better alanine. Yep. So that acts as a um, um, buffer, buffers the hydrogen ions. So you're able to... Uh, perform at a higher intensity for longer. Yep. But alanine is the it's, that's the stuff you take and it makes you go. Yeah, that's that's in most pre week yeah. workout or and then all of them these that, days. Just utilize whey protein. When is that is that more throughout? Protein. So um, obviously creatine. 
creatine very regularly. Sometimes people t- don't take it on fight week because of the weight. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, yeah, yeah, there's water retention when it comes to yeah. creatine as and well. And I wouldn't bother putting it in your rehydration drinks. Just get back on it when you finish yep. fight camp. So nothing, no stimulants or anything before the fights well, to get you nah, jacked my, to your eyeballs? Two boys to, that I went to Dubai with, that one of them had a... Uh, Red Bull and the other one had a Coke. I was yep. like, what the hell? You guys are crazy. If I did that, I'd have an anxiety attack. You're, yeah. You're mad. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so we've seen you in here um, treating yourself a lot differently to most gym goers, uh, <laughs> to most athletes in here. Oops. Obviously, I I was we, no, no, we've got football, we've got football, rugby, you know, those sort of athletes and... Um, not everyone has their eyes set on becoming, you know, one of the world's best or fighting at world yeah. championships, that sort of stuff. Oh, it's so a very rare vibe to We get see from <laughs> how much effort goes into a lot of like pretty much every aspect of your life to make you perform better. Yeah. Talk to me about different re- recovery modalities. Uh, I know you've got a sponsorship by Victory um, Recovery Recovery Systems. systems. Yeah. Sorry. Um, talk to me about things like that. What, what have you implemented uh, in terms of recovery from sparring days, from gym days, other than obviously the, the big ones, you know, hydration, nutrition, yeah. sleeping. What other things have you, have you sort of delved into? Nothing, nothing beats sleeping. Yep. You don't, if you've got your sleeping environment. If, you, like, if people don't understand that yeah. that's number one, um, <laughs> we're, we're in trouble, right? Yeah. So, um, so anything else? Like, even... Even like plug some of those products if you yeah. if you've been I, routine, working with them and, and getting like stuck I, in. I feel like I listen to my body a lot more than I used to. Yep. A lot of people in Muay Thai come from the people. A lot of people who are fighters come from bad backgrounds meant with mental health and a lot of people yep. push themselves too much in order that to, sort of becomes their outlet a little bit yeah, which they, is great they, really they push themselves to prove to themselves that they can do it yeah and it's a bit of an ego thing but it's a bit of a mental weakness yep. thing and i've built a lot along the way i have learned less is more i work very closely with my coach for him to be aware of that and i i talk about my emotions a lot so i know when to pull back on my training and when I need to focus on You think on that recovery. mindset that can help people be great fighters and be it's really good be at toxic. the sport it's can be toxic. something that uh, is detrimental yeah. to their preparation, their even, health. Even yeah. now, like I'm three weeks out, I shouldn't be smashing training right now. I've just had two fights. Yeah. A lot of people would go, go oh, I'm fighting in three weeks. I've got to smash training or do my twice a day like running. I'm yep. going to kill my body in order to get better. But I'm... From this time until my fight, I'm not going to get better. I'm going to have to maintain what I have. Yeah. There's not much there's going to be gained. I would be feeding my ego thinking that I could. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like, uh, am I going to get that much better in three weeks yeah. through physical exertion? Or yeah. is it more going to be like, uh, you know, psychological aspects like game plans? Yeah. Is yeah. it, you know, technical yeah. aspects that I can and clean up on? And a lot of people on? just yeah. think physical. Yeah. I learned stepping into the ring against um, the USA champ that yep. it's a hundred percent mental. Yeah. Like we both were physically. Yeah, we probably at that need peak. a back. We probably need a backtrack to yeah. that to have Recovery. a bit of a chat about that that <laughs> fight. To be honest, yeah. so we've gone we've gone uh, off a I wouldn't say a tangent, tangent but um, we we did sort of skip over that second fight. So you won the first fight, mm. left hook. 
big knockout. You're yep. pumped on that, especially yeah. wearing like headgear and everything. That was my goal this year, and I did it. Is that the first knockout? You... Yeah, that was my goal. I oh, wanted to yeah. knock a girl out with just a clean punch because I yep. know I have the power to do clean that. left hook. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not too well versed on what punches are punches and <laughs> yeah, mine are all just wild swings. Um, so left hook, you you beat Poland in round two, two out of yeah. three, uh, yeah. and then you come up against the uh, 2021 champion and 2020. Well, she, she, that was her fifth time she's done NIFMAs. And she won it again this year, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, third time. So she's, yeah. She's so you came up against the eventual winner. Yeah. Um, talk me through that fight a little bit. So like we mentioned before, oh. was it one of those things like the I initial was, clashes, you're like, I was oh, hell out hell, of I'm it, up, eh? I'm up against it here. I was, was it? hell out of it. Like just before we fought, we stood next to each other and she looks at me and she goes, let's go out there and ha- I can't speak <laughs> have a banging fart and I was like what the hell are you American accent like I was, I was fangirling from the get go and yep. then when I got in the ring I was just not present eh? yep. I was yeah and then when I fought she's she was very more experienced than me like yep. physically wise I was fine I was matched with her strength wise I was matched yep. um, technique matched but experience she had the experience to take away what I could do. Okay, yeah. So her movement, her timing, her tech, her ability to pick her shots took away my ability to do what I could do. So I yep. was, it looked like I was getting frustrated, but it I couldn't do anything. Oh, what's more, what's more frustrating than like yeah, I couldn't do not anything. being able to do what you've been yeah. trained to, yeah. Yeah, and... And if um, she's implementing things that are stopping you, like yeah, that's part of being wicked. an athlete, it isn't it? It was an yeah. amazing experience. And all it's done is made me go, I want to be exactly like that in a year's time. Yeah. Um, for me to go in and um, three years and three for three years been fighting and her 10 years yep. and feel like I could match Fucking her. Hell, that's a yeah. big difference. Yeah. It makes me excited for, for my potential. Yeah. So you've sort of seen, okay, well, if that's the top and you're like, it was, it was a like. No one could tell I was hurt, but I was hurt. Yeah. I was okay. seeing the, the stars. Okay, but then, but it's not something that, like, to put it back to a, like a, a running analogy, because that's what I've been doing a yeah. lot of. Like, I, I ran a fifty k and was like, oh, okay, cool, that was pretty tough. Yeah. I've got to run eighty, yeah. but the fifty k was like, whilst it was still tough, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't made me think, fuck, eighty's going to be too much. Yeah. Similar sort of thing. It makes you've, me go. You've gone. Oh, I, now I I've could, seen one of the best in the world. Yeah, I could fight anyone, and no one could stop yeah, me. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah. makes sense, like, no one could stop me. So even though you've had a loss, it sort of buoyed you it's, in the long term yeah. to be like, oh, okay, I'm I know on, I'm doing the right thing. I'm yeah, on my path. Yeah. Even you know what I notice a lot. My strength training has. I'm two years into it now. My physical athleticism. Yeah. Her in the clinch with all the other girls, bang, she would move them. Me, she couldn't. Yeah. We, we were very matched for strength. And that goes, not only it, it's responsible for my strength training, but also my genetic, my natural ability, and that I've been doing martial arts since I was four years old. Yeah. Like that work that I put in, you can see it against the top level girls. And I haven't been doing it for that long compared to what she has. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that's, um, I think that's, that's it's, it's, it's cool to, right it's cool thing. to say like, I don't know. It, it feel I feel like it would be easy, and you probably see it all the time that people have a fight doesn't go the way they want, and then they just sort of head down and nah, kicking kicking rocks. Whereas <laughs> you've sort of gone like, oh fuck yeah, it's boosted my confidence. Yeah, that's awesome. Mate. Yeah, that's awesome. So back to the recovery recovery modalities. Um, is there anything that you've sort of implemented that's out of the box, or that you know apart from the nutrition, sleep, hydration? Um, 
that you, is it more just planning of your, your training week and listening to your body like you mentioned yeah so i i know what what days are my hard sessions what yep. days are my easy when i need to go to bed um and i typically would spend the friday on focusing on recovery so i usually just do a morning strength session and yeah i was going to say the easy, next question is what's yeah. your typical training week look yeah. like so run us through your training, training week. week like let's go uh you're not in fight camp not in fight yeah camp. Let, oh, um, let's fight go camp. not in fight camp then we'll go okay, fight camp so if i'm not in fight camp i still am a mad dog and i'll train tapes <laughs> because i've never i'm never away from the gym so yep. i do my typical um monday to thursday two hours a night doing muay thai and then saturday morning sparring um and still did you I'm hear that everyone monday to thursday two hours a night <laughs> so this is no but this is where i'm like and it's and that's a con like it's a fucking yeah it's, it's, it's obviously a, a contact it's obviously that. a contact sport but that goes to show like you got footy and rugby players that turn up for an hour and a half on a Thursday and it's still too much for them <laughs> you know what I mean I would like to say the p word then yeah so <laughs> this is where I'm like you've you've already put in eight hours yeah. a, a week and then you're base. going to sparring. That's a base. Oh, and I this, do sparring as well. Every and this night. is non-fight yeah. camp shit. Yeah. So this is. I, I just wanted to get across to people like, Bryony's not making fucking money from this. Like yeah, she's nah. doing this out of passion and because she loves it, and that's how there's, much she's putting into no it. Money in so this is <laughs> when people, you know, say they want something, and they don't show, you know, themselves, the world that they want it as much as like people like you do. That's where I'm like, fuck. You know, like, what are you expecting? Yeah. So this is how someone who's got all the same problems, like, you got a job, you're fucking studying, you know, you've got the same problems as, as most of the people yeah. who don't have kids. Um, you've got to be built for it. Yeah, so, like, and that's how much you're putting into it. So, you know, we get, like, oh, I don't have time, don't have this, like, it's like, well, no, you're not making it. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of, I wanted to highlight just I, how much, and we, we've seen that, and that's why I was like, well, fuck, I can help out these girls, and, like, they put in that much work. Like, that's why I was like, let's help them out in terms of, like, what we can do Yeah. when it comes to sponsorship. And I think that's just, it sort of makes me think, oh, okay, you know, some people was too hard to get here more than fucking once a week. So. Yeah. Yeah. So not everyone I do wants my, to, but I do my not, every, not everyone does want to be a world champion. Yeah. But for those that fucking want to be, you know, getting better, they got to put in work like you guys do. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just see it someone I do. <laughs> and do you think that even though, you know, it, it is kind of instilled in Muay Thai, like this is the way it's been done it's like that's how it gets done yeah so yeah that's what's expected of you yeah yeah okay. i feel like i so run you run me through that week again yeah so monday thursday muay thai saturday muay thai um and yep. then i do my two strength sessions on tuesday and friday yep to me they're just that's something just different it's easy and it's just like cruising around yep. <laughs> i enjoy that uh, it's a little bit of a break and then i'll see my boxing coach on a thursday morning and then typically when I'm not in fight, when so I'm that's not in five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, when I'm not in fight camp, I prefer to do my more long distance running. Yep. Some people do it the other way around. When they're in fight camp, they pick up their volume with their running. No. I like to do it outside just to keep that foundation because uh, yep. my sessions at Muay Thai, if I'm not in fight camp, are much more easy. Some nice, easy sort of like zone two sort of yeah, so aerobic I'll do based stuff. Usually on the Tuesday, 
Tuesday, Monday morning, I'm usually dead. So I use that as a rest and train Monday evening. So the Tuesday, I'm doing that strength. So I'll run on the Wednesday or the Tuesday before training, top yep. of that. Um, and then I'll do a massive like 10K on a Saturday afternoon because I just enjoy mentally just that your body's dead by that time and just to push yourself. And then if I'm feeling it on a Friday, I might do another run. So yep. I'll run like at least three or four times a week when I'm not in fight camp. So that's like nine organized sessions plus extra cardio. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just went like nine, <laughs> nine organized sessions and extra cardio just for, you know, people out there that are look, complaining about a two hour session here and there. <laughs> Is there anything, and you, you sort of touched on it before, um, and I know that you talk about mindset and, you know, emotion and, yeah. and mental state a fair bit. Um, is there anything that you've practiced that's helped out with even just training, but um, competing as well, like mindset practices, uh, whether it be yeah. breathing or whatever? Every every night after training, I write in my Muay Thai journal what I technically learn. Every night after those <laughs> sessions, she writes. I date in, it and I put who told. Writes me. in her journal <laughs> about what she learned. I think you've posted pictures of that as well. Yeah, like it's, she's excerpts. not she's not fucking around. <laughs> I call it my Muay Thai Bible. The Muay Thai Bible. <laughs> they'll um, find it in the future. A hundred years down the track, they'll find it and they'll be like, maybe maybe 200 years, they'll be like, Bryony Soden. There'll be like a cult <laughs> devoted to you. Uh, yeah. Um, so I actually, yesterday I linked up with a mind coach. Yep. So I'm doing mind coaching now starting on Friday for an hour. So he, I'd be interested I, to hear about I'm that. I'm very interested because my mind is solid. Like I am confident as hell. I own that ring when I walk out. I know like what I'm capable of. Uh, everything. I, even when I walk from like my car to Woolworths, I pretend that I'm walking out <laughs> for a fight. <laughs> like, Jesus. I'm always like, <laughs> this is who I am. This is what I'm meant to be. So I'm, my mindset's solid. My coach is very um, like he's not emotional but he's very like like straight on the narrow so like he's being around his energy i call it um quiet confidence is this what what's what's his name sorry he's david dave at three lions yeah yeah he's good fella yeah um yeah i think a lot of my mind comes down to starting judo when i was four yep growing up with three older brothers yep and just Shit, is being, there two more of them? I've only met Brant. There's two <laughs> yeah. more of them. They're all, yep, and they all beat the crap out of me. Going <laughs> up. Um, and then being very academically driven and I always wanted to do sport, but I was never allowed to because I was a female. Yep. Um, so that combination has made me who I am. Yep. And yeah, it's pretty solid. What do you think the mind coach is going to work on? Tools. He's going to give me tools. Like, yep little things that you got to do and yeah because like what you just described is like maybe you should be the mind coach <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i know I'm, yeah i like when i whenever i speak to people or meet them for the first time they stop and speak say you sound like you're giving a speech because i kind of am very inspirational motivational and i do have a lot of like when i was around 12 13 got my first ipod and i used to film myself doing little motivational speak like speaking in my room fuck that's good yeah so i find that ipod i want to see some yeah i had got my whole chubby cheeks as after i discovered who tony robbins was as a 12 year old like what i'm like you need to go out there oh you need to find that you need to find that ipod you need to post that shit yeah okay cool it comes so do you think um 
like it was like I was saying, like did you have any mindset practices? You probably were pretty steady with what you had. Yeah, I love to listen. But this, but li- this coach might give you yeah, some things that you can to actually music after training. Yep. So after training, you get massive highs, like the the feelings you get, and you I just visualize what I did well at training happening on my opponent and bang out to fifty cent. Yeah. Okay. Keep it as cool <laughs> as I can. So that's. What about uh, any meditation, anything like that? I know you so can get I, I, you can get pretty. Yeah. Uh, I use Headspace to get to sleep. Yep. But I was actually speaking to the fighters in um, Dubai about meditation. It's something that I do if I'm desperate. Yep. But most of the time, my my body doesn't call for it, so I just don't do it. Yeah. That makes sense. But if my mind is all over the place, then I do it. I know I'm in a good place when I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of felt that like I I big horse. <laughs> Look at her eyeballing Troy like she wants to fight. Calm down. <laughs> We're just watching Shannon arrive to the gym and she's giving Troy stink eye like she wants to fight him. <laughs> um what was I going to say? Uh, like everything like I I get into a lot of self-help stuff, right? Yes. Not but I don't need help. Yeah. It's a cult. It's it's addicting. It's so, it's very oh, much in vogue at it, the moment, right? Addicting. So, uh, and I've read you know different books, and for me, it's more from a business aspect and and like mm-hmm. organizations and systems. And I get I can get deep into that world, right? And I, yeah. I try to put away those good books, the Atomic Habits, and the, you know yeah. those sort of books. And everything's like journal, 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 journal. And I've tried so many I times to, to, to journal, it. but we're we're crazy people, and I can't. We can't figure out how to keep at the journaling yeah. and i've come to the realization is that i don't we meditate differently i i don't feel like i get anything out of it and yeah. that's why it's so easy for yeah. me to be like oh fuck i did three days and forgot about it yeah i've done like daily stoic journal which was yep. cool i've you know i've done just to-do lists that have sort of turned into journals <laughs> and i just i can't i feel like it's like uh if you didn't see it, you don't, I, I don't see any progress. Yeah, yeah. And maybe because it's not, I'm not doing it long enough. But then it was just nah. like another task, and then I'm adding another right task to your gut instinct. Yeah, so I feel like I'm adding another task to it, and yeah. then like, yeah. Rather than, I don't know. So, but everything you read is like you got a journal. Yeah. Every person who's ever been successful is journal, 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 journal. Got a journal. And I'm like, honestly, you keep just, trying to do it. You just need to write down what you want to do, and that's it. Like yeah. in terms of like, I I have my goals that I can't admit to myself written down, and that's pretty much all you need to write down. Yeah. I yeah. Like. I, Other than that, it's, it's just, just a weird one for me because I know like everything is like fucking right. Yeah. Like, journal this, journal that, and I I I can't stick with it. I cannot. I'll buy another fucking. I'll go to typo yeah, and buy another fucking journal. Person. Just take action straight away. <laughs> well, I kind of do <laughs> yeah, most of the time anyway. And then you're so like got octopus hands doing everything at once. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and I'm like, now I need to be the best journaler ever, either. Yeah. As well. All right. Um. So we've gone over a typical week outside of fight camp. What's a typical week look like in fight camp? Is it just that? That, but times? without the running. Yep. And then I do sprints on a Thursday. But my sessions are like way harder because obviously, like you're already doing a shitload yeah. in terms of like. That's why I take time. away take away the volume of the running. Yeah, time invested. My, my sessions are more intense. Yep. Um. Yes. Typical Muay Thai and my boxing and then strength. Everything can't go up, so intensity yeah. can go up, but yeah. volume can't yeah, as well. Otherwise, you'd be my running. I don't know how. I do not know how people run 
yeah like two or three weeks out i i literally would be burnt out I yeah i would ask I what would, i would ask I like why most, are you yeah running i don't get it i've spoken to muay thai fighters who do it they just do it it's yeah, just that yeah. that's what they're used to it's what it's normal in the community i feel like there's and it, and it goes with it with every sport really there's aspects of it that are done still yeah just because that's what's always been done yeah yeah boxers doing long slow running yeah there's a time for it yeah um there's probably you know a a 12-week period of a year that yeah you know building your aerobic base is going to be really beneficial yeah but like continuing on with you know kilometers of running is kind of like is there a better way that we can go about this tell your ego it doesn't have to prove to itself that it's fit you just know you are yeah yeah and it's not always a more is better yeah way yeah. to go about like it's, if you oh, just I've, come I've, in I've, the amount of times i've had conversations with people who've been doing this sport for a long time have had ex- extensive fight careers and they just shake their heads at me like obviously i'm young and i don't have much experience i've only been doing it for years but yeah it's very hard to communicate it yeah 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 there'd definitely be those old school uh those old Over, school over training for too, amount of, like, too much too much at a time like I reckon six to three weeks of overtraining is perfect for a Muay Thai fighter. Anything more than that is just... Yeah, where you're really pushing it. out, yeah. Uh, in terms of your gym work, what's been the main focus? So um, if you didn't already know, Bryony is coached by Jacob Parr um, for the last three years, four years, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, obviously, strength like is the underpinning you know physical attribute that we increase here as strength coaches but yeah. what has been um the main focus has it been like talk me through like exercises rep ranges intensities like what what's your gym work split up as is it a lower so, body and upper body is it a whole yeah. body so uh, it's split up with two full body days we yep. have an emphasis on the lower or upper body um and particularly we work in phases so if i'm closer to a fight camp we're doing more sport specific phases so more like pyrometric work and stuff like that if i'm so that would be like your explosive and speed training and then if i'm a bit further out that would be what we would term probably like a peaking block yeah yeah further out which are like sessions which are like super quick i'm in the gym for an hour on those sessions and i'm like "Mm, i don't do anything yeah um and then for a bit further out would be more of your power phase those are the fun ones because you're you know, you're being powerful and you're moving heavy weight, but for like a short amount of reps. Yep. Um, and then you got the boring ass strength blocks where you're like chilling for a long time and you're lifting heavy, but you're yeah. like, yeah. So the, um, and this is, this is kind of where we like just break down strength and conditioning in a nutshell. Um, you have that, that sort of strength hypertrophy phase where you might be adding a little bit of muscle mass yep. uh, to your frame in certain areas with it with an oh, inf- my quads are all pr- my protected my kneecaps now yep. i've never had muscle on my legs <laughs> in my life and my arms freaking hell so it's kind of like a, a a build uh a utilize and then a perform if mm-hmm. you want to call it that so mm-hmm. you're building it with the hypertrophy block you're gaining strength uh and you're gaining technical ability within the lifts which isn't that hard as um, i know (laughs) powerlifters and weightlifters and stuff want to make out like it's a fucking you know the hardest thing ever to get technique right um (laughs) most people can squat and deadlift and press and stuff pretty easily yeah um and then from that you're sort of firing it up to use what you've like harness yeah what you've just built that last from the previous two to couple three of weeks is that explosive phase yep. and then so I, you're doing squats 
Not of some moment. variation. So at the moment, talk uh, me through exercise wise. Yeah, at the moment we've had to. So I've had free injuries that me and Jacob have worked through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bad hip flexor, which was caused by um, a man who overworked my hip flexor two days before my fight, and I what like massage? He, yeah, oh, he fuck. whipped it out, and I couldn't lift up my leg for about two weeks. I like, it was in bed and I couldn't lift up like that motion. Was this like a, I'm going to release your hip flexors kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, man. It was bad. Release from what? Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, so <laughs> even now, we do lots of hip flexor stuff in my... Yep. Um, Obviously, that's ups. really important as you, like knee strikes and kicking, yeah. hip flexor strength. Yeah. Um, and then recently, I had a massive knee clash Yep. Um, and I couldn't bend my leg couldn't bend my knee and so as much as it's performative performative um or performance based yeah it's also like injury prevention like being stronger In, is going to help you more yeah, be more resilient reduction yeah you can't prevent it from happening it's wow. reduction yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's literally why I do strength training. I want to be in this sport for a long time. And that's why I've invested in it early yep. on because I saw the top girls doing strength training. So I, I used to mention this to my swimmers. It was like, even if, you know, all we do here is reduce your injuries mm-hmm. and allow you to be in the pool more. Yep. We're doing a, our job, let alone without the performance, you know, the icing on the cake of yeah. what, like, which is performance. Your performance is going to be increased by being injured less like if you yeah. think about it across a not not that they have 10 years. i reckon careers. i would have snapped say, say you've got a 10-year career and yeah. you know you spend four of it on the sidelines because yeah. you're injured if we can reduce that that's after why that i convinced 10 years, shannon to get here you're gonna be better shannon snapped her um what's it called her hip flexor she's having surgery and stuff for it yeah i convinced her to invest in strength training and um link up with jacob for that very reason i've seen so many girls damage their hamstring or their mcl with their kneecaps because of muay thai because we yep. do a lot of pivoting that that is literally the reason why i do this not because i want to get like knockout power that yeah. just comes with it yeah that makes sense it's it, it's the icing on the cake yeah yeah so like because you do want knockout power <laughs> but yeah. how much of that is actually built by the presses and stuff that you're doing yeah. in here you know what i mean yeah it's built and again sometimes we can get a bit ahead of ourselves as snc coaches we supplement what you're doing yeah. at your sport that's why jacob is absolutely brilliant at what yeah. he does he will never overtrain me he's not trying to turn you into a powerlifter or a weightlifter yeah. or a bodybuilder he's brilliant at it he just gives me that just enough stimulus to push me a little bit further yeah yeah speaking of those injuries i didn't have it written down here but yeah. talk me through like the the I think there was a lower back in uh, there yeah, that you didn't back. mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the main ones that happen in, in Muay Thai? Obviously, you've just got fucking concussions and shit, but like the... In Muay Thai... From the training and, you know, the... Quite a lot, we end up with just bruises all over our shins and our knees. Especially, It's yeah. so weird because you go into a fight, you don't get any bruises, and but from the fight camp, you're more injured. Yeah, I saw Shannon's shins the yeah. other day and I was like, holy fuck. Very normal, yeah. <laughs> um, but what about like, is it knees, elbows, like shoulders? Quite or? a lot with the neck because we're yep. clinching, we're pulling our necks down quite a lot. Um, yep. You'll see fighters have to retire for that reason or pad okay. holders having to retire for that reason. Um, yeah, with females, it's the, the hips because of the, the weight cuts and the manipulation of like the like calcium and stuff, it's quite weak around there. So you'll yep. see lots of hip fractures. Oh, okay. Um, lots of males, they might break, especially if they're fighting in four ounce gloves, like one championship, they'll break their hands quite a lot. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it's usually just your, your shins, 
like you if you see my see someone's shins after they fight they're like all rocky with lumps and stuff in them yeah. so for example i was doing a lot of low kicks at worlds um right now my ankle mobility in my right shin is pretty much unexistent yeah. so jacob's slowly, just from swelling yeah and the muscle from checking and kicking low yeah, yeah, yeah. is so tight right now i can't right yeah. kick my just shins, being just my being protective fine, and that cuts your right range kick. down yeah yeah. So it it would be there, but you'd have to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, your upcoming fight against Megan Burbrick. Yeah, is that right? I don't, I'm not, I, I asked people if it's Megan or Megan. I I'm going to go no with idea. Megan. Yeah, I think it's Megan. I'm going to go with Megan. Yeah. Um, what do What do you see coming into that fight? What's What's the uh, Obviously, the goal is to win, but yeah. how are we going about so it? Where does she sit in com- comparison to you? That sh- sort of thing. We both have similar um, records. We've been fighting for probably a similar amount of time. Yep. But I've been in the lower weight class. I've fought two of her training partners. This is the fifth, fourth time I'll be in facing a Riddler fighter. So they know yep. me very, very well. So their game plan is probably going to be on point. Yep. Um, regards she's this is my this is my i fought 57 at worlds this is my new weight class at 57 yep so i'm gonna test the waters with her power um and in terms she's gonna be a lot taller than me i'm pretty sure it's i'm 161 and she's 174 centimeters oh shit yeah so about half a ruler bigger yep um but what comes with that is my advantage of being smaller and i'm always a smaller fighter so i'm used to that Yep. that makes sense um, and it will come on the night who uses their range better who has more power um, I don't think that I've been able to demonstrate how powerful I can be because I've only just recently discovered it I call it my woman power <laughs> only just recently discovered it it's, nice it's epic um, <laughs> but yeah I'm very excited to not to, to every time I fight a lot of people enjoy watching me because I'm a different fighter I don't fight the same I try and utilize a, a new thing each time yep like keep people on their toes um so it's going to be a very entertaining fight i reckon it's going to be a battle of the who's got the better corner and game plan okay because cool. we're both she's from the best gym in australia riddler's gym we're yep. both going to come in tip-top shape both going to be strong both going to be fit it's going to be five rounds so i reckon it's very exciting top two best in wa fighting and it's going to be me asserting myself at 57 as well Awesome. Yeah. So that's coming up on June 25th. Yep. How many weeks away is that? That's my birthday, by it's the about way. two and a half weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, you got the same birthday as my mum? 25th of Are June. Are cancer? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lordy. 25th of June. So you're fighting on your mum's birthday? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> How does she deal with you fighting? Oh, she just... Did your... Oh, so boy, she doesn't Your older brother out. fights, but do, yeah. do the she, older... Does the other no, two fight? No, just they, they did Muay Thai, but they never ended up fighting. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Nah, she's very chill, eh? Yeah, I she wish is. she would say more, but she's just like, <laughs> Girl, Bernie. Yeah. She's starting to like write more than two sentences when she shares my post now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. She's super proud of <laughs> yeah, you, mate. We I had know, a bit of a chat when you are over in uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, what does the future hold for Bryony? What do you see uh, moving forward? Well, after experiencing IFMAs, I want to put my name down for all those world amateur shows. Yep. Like, I don't, right now, I don't care. Like, a lot of people are chasing money or they're chasing the belts or they're chasing the recognition, they're chasing the prestige or chasing the ranks. I just want to fight. Yep. I want to rack up the experience. Tira, the girl I fought, had 55 fights. She's yeah. my age. I want to be like that. I want to get the experience. 55 fights at 22. Yeah, she's been um, fighting since she was nine years old. So, yep. like, that 
The, her, the, her and is that part of the reason like oh i'll go on to 57 then yeah, fuck it yeah, yeah okay yeah and um my goal is to get on one championship and they've got two weight classes 52.3 and 56.7 i ain't making that 52 56 yeah so what's the one I'm above ha- that like 65 61 probably yeah shannon's weight class i'm gonna have to learn to fight these tall big girls yeah whether i like it or not i'm gonna have to so why as well do it now awesome that's my perspective and i'm gonna be doing this sport for as long as i can so and chucking myself in the deep end sooner is going to be better than not. Start awesome. before you're ready. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you uh, for coming in and having a chat. We're very proud of you. We're very proud to say that you're a Smith Fitness athlete. Um, everyone notice, like I mentioned, the how much work that you put in to you know be in tip-top shape uh, yeah. and to perform at your best. So very proud of what you've already done and uh, looking forward to the future. So thanks for coming in and having a chat. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have listened this far, make sure you do uh, go and give us a five-star rating on whatever app you're listening on. Um, share it. Share it. Tag us in screenshots, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. 